Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, welcome back to Royal Randwick. Behind the gates for another week. We are live inside Gate E. I'm joined in the van by Darren Flindell. And without any further ado, he made a, an entrance and a half here. I had to adjust the temperature of the van because the stride in. It's so warm here today, Darren. You were getting a sweat up. Good morning to you. Yeah, even warmer in here. I'm not sure what you're up to. <laughs> a lot of hot air in this van, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and we're strategically positioned next to a new landmark, a temporary landmark for the day as well. <laughs> yeah, the Portaloos. Is that, is that tactical or is that telling me something? What's doing here? Oh, I don't know. It's grand final weekend. Anything can happen. How good is this weekend? Um, obviously... We're going to be very focused on what's happening here at Royal Randwick today, but obviously you've got the AFL Grand Final, we've got the NRL Grand Final tomorrow as well. What a weekend to be alive, Darren. One of my favourite meetings this as well. Um, love it when the, the Phillies get out to a mile and the flight stakes. The Metropolitan looks a little bit different this year because we don't know what the ceiling is on this uh, Waterhouse. Oh, exactly. But import just fine at the moment. He's just been simply outstanding. And, um, gee, the way he dispensed with his rivals last time, they all went up to have a pop at him at the 600 metres, and everyone that had dared to go up there, they all finished right out the back. Uh, exactly. He looks really exciting, and the Epsom is always a very open race. Uh, big field, the inevitable. Um, big moment for, uh, for his jockey today. Yeah, David Perez. Not only has he never ridden in a Group 1 at Randwick, He's never been around the joint. Mm. His first ride at Randwick will be in a Group 1 Epsom. So, I mean, he knows the horse. He's won six out of seven on the inevitable, but there's got to be some risk in that, no matter how good you are. If you've never been to a track, you don't know the other riders' idiosyncrasies or tendencies. So there's some risk involved in that booking. Particularly when you're dealing with a field of, uh, I think, 18 now after after scratchings. The two-year-old races, the, the gym crack and the breeder's plate. Look at the impression... Having seen them all in action here last Monday week, I think this is a pretty good crop this year. What about Scampy? Is that something that fits your palate? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the horse, though, the way it worked. Uh, oh. How good uh, How good is it? We, we'll find out more today when it's asked to let down, but College just didn't touch it the entire straight. Times were good. He, he really, really looked the part. Um, but I'm going to uh, take him on from a value point of view in that race. So sticking with a two-year-old strength there with Waterhouse and Bot, mm. their horse straight charge clearly ran the best time of the morning. Absolutely flew. We better not make him wait any longer. Brad Davidson, welcome back to Behind the Gates. Yeah, morning, guys. Nice to be a guest on the Marlowe and Flindell show today. Fair dinkum. You like on your own 30-minute slot or what? I mean, come on. Hurry up. <laughs> hey, you know what? Darren gets special treatment. He's he's at least uh, um, indulged me in his presence. I've been very lonely on this program in recent weeks. No, none of you blokes bother to come in the studio or anything like that, Brad. I mean, you could just leave an hour earlier, mate, and give me some company, but no, you're on the on the phone, so you'll come on when I say, okay? <laughs> yeah, well, when daylight, daylight Savings is kicking in tomorrow, you might get some company back there soon. You'll probably wish you didn't say that, Luke. Too. Yes, indeed. I'll be graced with your presence. I look forward to it. Andrew Hurley's been with me this morning on the air. Hurls, um, it's really starting to build now, isn't it? Yeah, betting's been swift as well. It's a top weekend, isn't it? The finals, of the grand finals of the rugby, group one racing, outstanding. Are you going to the game tomorrow, um, Luke? I sure am, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Now, how was the Harbour cruise yesterday? Fair dinkum. We're slaving <laughs> away. The, you know, Darren, myself, and uh, and Brad, and you're out um, skylarking on the Harbour. Do you know what? 
Do you want the honest truth? What a junket. Yeah, tell me. It was bloody outstanding. There's <laughs> <laughs> no sense of jealousy at all coming from my end. Yeah. Uh, it would nice to uh, get, a, um, get a gig, but anyway. Guess who was on the boat, Darren? Uh, Darren. Uh, can I, oh, I don't can know. I, I was take... just looking at the Harbour Bridge and the Opera House. Yeah, yeah. There's three sort of shots when you're out in the middle of the harbour. Well, guess I'll take what? a oh. one Stanley was there. No, he didn't get a start. He was in Maruya. What? He did a Calcutta and he was driving. He was punching the highway on his way back. So he was oh, very upset, especially when cool. I sent him a few photos, Hurls, and rubbed it in, as I like to do. But, Darren, Tim Sheens was on the boat yesterday, and I did note he had a few more beers than a few others. I wonder why that would be. <laughs> yes, he'd be a very relaxed man right now. <laughs> I'm. Uh, it was nice to meet him yesterday, and uh, yes, it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun, Hurls. Uh, I missed you, how there, old, buddy. How old's Darren? Uh, how old's Tim Sheens? He'd be mid seventies. I'd say early seventies. Uh, yeah, early seventies. He is a, a very similar to Wayne Bennett, I guess. He is a very, very big man. Looks as strong Se- as an ox. Yeah, seventy-two he is. There you go. So Not much between go. him and Bennett then. Mm. No. How's this track going to play today, Brad? We've got a true rail, good four, light winds today, so I don't think that'll play a part. Yeah, it's going to be perfect. That wind does supposed to pick up in the afternoon, maybe a touch of a headwind in the home straight, so we'll see how that pans out. But, um, look, I, generally speaking, rail true, you want to be running line, you want to be lane sort of three to ten in the straight. Um, I'm, I'm penalising low draws today. I don't think you want to be near the fence and you don't want to be held up in the, in the big features. So low draws are, are negative in the, in the Epsoms and races like that. You want to be mid to, mid to wider. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's probably the fairest track in Australia when the, the rail's true. Uh, if anything, like I said, I think it's very hard to leave when the rail's true at Randwick. Now, guys, um, if you're texting in the show today, I appreciate your text. Just bear with me, though, because I can't access the text line. There's an issue with the, the server but it is working in studio. I'm broadcasting from Ramwick, so our producers are texting them through to me. So I'll do my best to um, sift through them. I just don't have the normal ways and means in which I would do that. So um, keep sending them through, and we will try and get to all of your uh, questions. We start with the group ones, guys, and the Epsom race number eight. Darren, I feel like we could spend the whole show talking about this race, such is the... The depth of it. Uh, one listener wanted to know, hi guys, does Darren have something succulent planned for Democracy Manifest if he hits the front in the Epsom? I, I did note, you're really milking this now. You even had Chinese with the owners and there were cameras sure. there to document everything. You're really getting some yardage out of this uh, horse. Yes, uh, <laughs> Andre from Tab decided that we might just up the ante a little bit and took a... I thought it was just a few of us there and probably film a few shots on, on the camera and, and leave it at that. There was three cameras there. It was like we were shooting a movie. <laughs> the, the big lights came out as well and the mill was succulent. Steve Allen, uh, yeah, great guy. So he told the, the whole story from, from day one, how yeah, it was picked out, right. how we got here. Um, and we did a bit of a phantom call. I don't think they've they, they put it all to air because I, I nominated a few runners that aren't a fangirl wasn't in the race and Pericles has been scratched so I think the the fandom call ended up on the cutting room floor well do you want to just give us 10 seconds now a little one or well he got there and then uh, <clears throat> he won uh, uh, Susanna the young girl that works there she came up to try and t- steal my chopsticks which was my prop that was my <laughs> microphone and I 
Uh, I said, ah, you know your judo well as we were wrestling over the chopsticks and then I told her to get her hand off my microphone. (laughs) That's great stuff, Darren. Well, he's got a chance too. I mean, Davo's made the the point maybe the low draw isn't ideal and obviously a big field, he's going to need luck. But, gee, that was a win in the Cameron. That was, but the pace was pretty good there that day. And um, yeah, turn left, turn left, (laughs) turn left, Davo. My concern was that the pace in this race, and I know I shouldn't worry too much. It's a field of eighteen, so there will be pace generated. But outside of Converge, I couldn't really find any uh, others that are going to force the issue. So I've had to uh, leave my old mate Democracy Manifest out of the top four today. I, I like I like him when he gets in races with good speed. understand. Um, before we move on to Brad's thoughts, um, what is your tip in the Epsom? I'm going with hope in your heart. I think she's just a good, solid each way bet. Good, honest mare. Love the way she sabots the line there in the tramway. She indicated all's well in a recent trial there at Rose Hill, just uh, doing her little thing. So hope in, hope in your heart's my pick. The inevitable, um, he's running the Theo Marks. is outstanding. The amount of ground he made up there and some of the, the horses that are going around in this, he just completely dropped them. So, um, yeah, if Perez can get uh, the inevitable into the right position, it's obviously... Very, very good. He is an eight-year-old now. The Inevitables won 16 out of 31, but that Theo Marks run was outstanding. I think my Oberon's a good value chance as well. Had my Oberon not drawn so poorly out there in 18, I would have probably put him on top, but hoping your heart each way. What are you thinking, Brad, in the Epsom? Yeah, terrific race, guys, in terms of betting angles. There's plenty of them. Um, I think the favourite's too short. at $6.50, hoping your heart. I think she's a chance, but I think she's more a $10 hope, personally. Um, you know, She was terrific first up, but she's got a bad habit of missing the jump and get herself into an awkward spot. And um, Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of thinking that maybe she might prefer a little bit of sting out of the track as well, personally. So I, I thought she was too short at $6.50. I, I think the inevitable deserves to be favourite. Um, I thought he was terrific first up there in the CO Mark. He's got that winning strike rate. He's got that terrific run in the All-Star Mile, beaten a length by the arguably the best horse in the country, Mr Brightside, last preparation. He didn't handle the valley then either. So, look, I think the jockey booking's been overplayed a touch. I, you know, he knows the horse really well. He's drawn a, a perfect gate to sort of get in that running line and get down the middle of the track, and I think he'll do a good job. So, um, the inevitable... For me, on top, I, I thought Converge this morning at 15 to 1 was the value in the race, and I had sort of something on him at $14 this morning. Um, I see he's in about 950 now, but you know he did start favourite in that Redina race, and he probably just needed it with the 59 kilos. Now to the 55, the run under the belt, the mile at Randwick, dry track, it, it all sets up nicely for him to run well. So um, others, yeah, Nuggets a chance, but again, really well found. Kovalika, I think, is really well found, but wouldn't surprise me if he won, and uh, pounding and democracy manifest, Rodina. They're all they're all chances. Um, even communists there at, at big odds can can run really well. So very very open race. But look, the inevitable on top. But um, yeah, I mean, converge the values drawn up there a bit as well. So the inevitable on top for me. What are you saying, Hills? Um, I'm saying that converge has been the big move this morning, but it's not off the back of money. So I don't know. It's obviously market opinion because, yeah, it's holding well, probably what, about a third less than hope in your heart. Uh, but, yeah, 14 into, what have we got now, uh, 9.50 for Converge. It's a strong betting race, as you 
uh, always anticipate. Hoping your heart's been seven fifty to six fifty this morning. Nugget eight to seven fifty, so it's second favourite now. The inevitable seven fifty to eight went up fifteen for it. Kovalico, well, they just started buttering up straight away on Wednesday afternoon when we went up uh, fifteen. It's into eight fifty. Converge nine fifty. Pounding. It's the other one that they really came for. Twenty six dollars. You could have got about it on Wednesday and then nine fifty, and then. We've got Democracy Manifest at $11. So a really, really strong betting race. But as I said, um, Brad, I'll throw this one at you. If we've got Converge, a real trim up this morning, uh, but not holding as much money, where's that money coming from? Or where's that move coming from? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, look, I don't know. I, I sent it out from all this morning, so maybe that was $1 in, perhaps uh, 14 to 13 And then hopefully it's a few players after 9 a.m. that are that are pushing that market in, smarter judges than me, that'll move it more than me. So, um, yeah, I don't know, to be honest, but um, it's hard to, to work out, but hopefully some smart money after 9am. Damien from Fig Trees texts the show. He's on his way here to the track. Um, he likes Nugget to win the Epsom, and he wanted to pass on a shout-out to his mates or the boys at work. I'm not sure. This is what it, it says. ASMS 21 area in Steelworks Port Kembla. That's what the message says. So to the boys in the steelworks at Port Kembla, uh, sounds like your mate uh, Damien has got the sweet go today coming to the track and you guys are working. So uh, that, that doesn't sound too good at all. But there was another text about uh, Nugget, Morning Race Cartel. I know Nugget has a sticky barrier, but I reckon he could run a bottler. Thoughts uh, had a similar gait in the Doncaster and ran a drum mm-hmm. at a big price. So we, we mentioned him briefly, but... Uh, Darren Nugget, where does he sit for you? Um, obviously, Oliver going on, always mm. a positive. Yeah, it gets your attention. Uh, second up form, solid. And I guess uh, <clears throat> that point's well made there. He drew shockingly in the Doncaster and got within a three-quarters of a length of them. So, yeah, just one of uh, many chances in what's always a complicated race, the Epsom. It's mm. uh, when you get down to the quaddy and there's 18, it's a big job when you've got to start culling them. Brad, just rounding out on Nugget. Well, I think his best chance is push the button early and, and just get rolling on speed. It doesn't look a high-pressure race on paper, and um, that's, that's his best chance, and I think they will do that, and that's why he's being well found in the market, I think. So um, definitely a, a chance and definitely an opportunity there for Darren to have some fun. If he, if he wins, still surely, uh, out of, I don't know, what, what's the go there, Darren, with nugget, chicken nugget or something? I don't know what it is, but... Uh, <laughs> To be honest, in these uh, big group ones with fields of 20, there's yeah, no time yeah. to muck around. No. <laughs> I, just to, I just need to get the finish right. 100%. Do you know, usually, I don't want to mock it, but, I mean, we had the great one with Hartnell and Dargendo a few years ago. That was tight. But usually in an Epsom, such as the pressure, there's a long spread first to last. Uh, a lot of horses sort of uh, struggle at the end of the hard mile, and uh, usually you get a decent spread over the entire field anyway. Yeah, that's right. You're always just keeping your eye open. Is something going to burst through the middle or up Mm. the inside? Your your eyes are scanning everywhere in such a big field and busy finishes like that. Absolutely. We go to another of the Group 1s, guys. Um, Thanks for your text listeners on the Epsom. I think we've covered off on it uh, pretty well. But um, there are obviously, as the guys have alluded to, um, so many angles and different ways in which you could go. Uh, The Metropolitan. I'm going to put it to you simply, Brad Davidson. Is it over the line just fine? Oh, he looks hard to beat, doesn't he? Um, I wouldn't say he's over the line because he's you know, a staying race in Australia and generally speaking, they're, they're not as reliable, our, our staying horses, as, as sprinters. But uh, will he run 2,400 metres? I know a few potting saying he hasn't done it overseas, but 
I just think he's a different horse here. So he's clearly, clearly the one to beat. I think we should take him out. I, I think, you know, you, to be honest, I, I wouldn't think this race would be off out of kilter on a, on a normal Saturday. I don't think it's a, a genuine, genuine out-and-out group one, you know, metrop that we've seen in the past. So I think he finds a, an extremely winnable race with 50 kilos on his back and he's just got to run the troop and he'll be awfully hard to beat. I think you'll get $2, $2.20 late, somewhere around there. But I think it is a race where you can look a bit wider and, and make cases for horses at massive odds. I think 13 military missions coming off a Newcastle Gold Cup win and he's tough as nails. I thought Ho-Ho Khan at, earlier in the week, they went up 100. He, he's got some great 2,400 metre form and the one that I expected 100s during the week was the 11 Torrens. He's got absolutely zero form but uh, what he does do is he just grows a leg when he gets to the 2,400 here and he, he's been off a similar profile beating the same margin in similar races and similar ratings in the past and then just gone crunch. He's three from three at the track and distance and he might just jump out of the ground here today. So it's either that, it's either the race where you, you take the shorts just fine or in my opinion you, you leave the second and third lines alone and you just look really wide and, and have a little little speck on something at massive odds and, and, and just enjoy the race. Darren, what, have you been impressed with this favourite? I've been really impressed with him. Um, but Brad has brought up a salient point about the distance. He's had three mm. goes at it in England and I was just going back and having a profile just another check back on it. One of those races, he was actually the, the $5 favourite as well and was beaten 10 lengths. Uh, and that was at Ascot as well, admittedly, in their, in their peak season. I, I can only go on what we're seeing here and the way he just made our horses look completely second-rate in that lead-up race. Uh, I mean, where do, if, if I want to oppose him, who do I oppose him with? Benno? Benno? <laughs> well, hang on. Yeah, I can, we're obviously broadcasting um, together here in the van, and the expression on your face, you, didn't, you don't seem convinced uh, with Benno there. I'll, I'll say one thing. I like the way this Mr. Waterville savaged the line at Rose Hill last Saturday. It was just warming up when it was all over the end of the 1,900 metres, so it looks to be an interesting sense of timing there. Uh, but, no, just fine, just fine. Might Couldn't just win. Uh, Hurls, how much are we holding on this? Not much. Can you believe okay. that? Um, yeah, well, I guess at the price, I guess I can, because it, it yeah, opened shorter, we'll, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, what did we open up? No, we've fed even money, okay. um, albeit not not uh, not for long. But if I look at the hold throughout the races, uh, throughout the entire program, mate, uh, Tom Kitten holds about four times more than it. Scampy, the whole lot. So I, I just... I don't know. It's been very popular in multis, but no one's really putting their shoulder to the wheel to, to back it at a 185. Um, yeah, Brad sort of says even money. Yeah, I don't know. I'll tell you what, they expect quite a few at a price. Manzois being one today. Also, Ho Ho Khan and even Torrens, as Brad's mentioned. So we've probably written a few extra bits after Brad's mentioned it. But, um, yeah, it's just... It's a strange one because we've got dollar eighty-five, and there's a stack of other uh, runners throughout the day that are holding a lot more money, even second favourites. Uh, it's interesting. Um, Toothless from Wonderbine has a roughie for us. Um, I, I think that's the name of the place. Um, uh, Toothless says, guys, um, he says, how good is spring for a start? And you're right, Toothless, just the best time of year. Um, he wanted to know 
is Torrens a hope at longer odds? Um, uh, he suggested, Davo, that you'd made a case for this horse previously um, and just outlined his good stats over the 2,400 metres. Look, he's a 50-1 he's a to 1 chance at this stage of proceedings. He'd probably be a shock winner, but has he... Jenny has Duggan's he got, got an incredible record on him. Uh, what, what's the record, Darren? Is I think, it pretty good, uh, it? I think it's last... Oh, Josh Parr was the last jockey to win, but the three previous wins, Jenny Duggan was on each time. Wow. And always at good odds. Okay, so there's a little case. Brad, can you make any sort of case for Torrance here? Like I said, I backed him at 100, so I just thought, and I think you will get 100 late because you look at his recent form and you, you couldn't possibly back him. But, guys, I think the key with this race is the second favourite been beaten four lengths in a benchmark 88 last start. That probably gives you an idea of, of that. You know, you look at it and say, oh, none of these roughies, surely they couldn't win a Group 1 Metrop. But... Really, it's, it's, it's probably not of that standard of, of previous years. So it gives those ruffies a hope that if they turn up, I've, I've got his two of his three wins at the track and distance rating half a length off what's just fined the other day. So it, it, with, you know, all weight adjusted. Um, so if he's able to, if he's able to just, you know, grow a leg and, and find what he's done in the past, then I, I've got him, uh, you know, with genuine winning hope, but you've got to factor in the fact that he has been beaten 10 lengths and 10 lengths and, and on form, you know, you are taking a big punt that he's going to somehow find that again, um, particularly now a bit older and coming off, a, I think he had an injury and, and the trainer saying during the week he'd rather have a, would have had another run into him, but he's had that 16 to 2300, um, he's had that good platform of miles in his legs and he did the exact same thing when he won third up two preparations ago. He, he was third up at this track and distance off a, off a 10 length beaten margin in a similar race profile pretty much the exact same run, the exact same rating, and then just improve six lengths. So he needs to do it. But, um, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, if you want to back him now, wait, because you'll get 100 late in the piece. Jenny Duggan's three out of four on him. Thanks for that, Darren. So that is a good record on Torrens. And um, I missed when you said you'd spec him at 100s, Brad. Apologise. Um, but is that right? You've had a little spec just at the big odds? Yeah, yeah. He was just one that I've yep. had a bit of joy with in the past. I backed him that day when he, he won at Randwick. I think he took 80s that day. And... Um, he, he's just that sort of horse that, you know, he's got the three from three track and distance. No other horse in the race has got that. So you've, you've got you've got something there. Whatever it is, it just clicks with him at this track and distance. And he's either going to get beaten a long, long way or he's going he's gonna to run the race of his life again. There's no in-between with him, I don't think. But um, at those sort of odds, you're happy to just have a little punt and, as you said, hope the favourite doesn't, doesn't run the trip. Flight Stakes Group 1, race 6 at Randwick today. A little bit of movement at the station here, Hurls. Molly Nickers a further trim up now, 550. Yeah, it's been very popular. Tis Invincible's now 270, so it's getting out from 230. Molly Nickers, we bet as much as $11 on Wednesday. Today, $7 into 550. Kamochi, is there that much of a difference between Kamochi and Tins Invincible? Mm. $6 and 270. I mean, Kamochi had that tough run last start. Always struck me as a as a sixteen hundred metre horse, and yeah, you two seventy tis invincible and Komachi six dollars. I know which way I'd prefer to play. And Molly Nickers, I suppose the unknown commodity coming up from Melbourne, but uh, was very good behind Charmstone last uh, last start. So drawn gate one, but Brad, you don't want to be near gate one today. I don't want to be Molly too yeah, too mm. far in. Probably not as as big an issue in in the flight rather than the you know your big sort of. Epsom and whatnot, but um, I just think she's too short, guys, Molly Nickers, um, you know, for a few reasons. One, the T-Rose has been the proven form line out of this race just year on year. I think it's 
I read last year or the year before it was 19 of the past 23, so don't quite be, but it's, it's, it's massive, the amount of winners that come through the T-Rose. So that's one thing. Two is, uh, you know, I, I've got a, quite a good handle on this horse from Melbourne. Uh, I backed her a few starts ago when she won, and she was good, but she did feed a great deal, and, and then she hit the line well the other day, but I just think 12 to 16, she's got a bad habit of missing the jump. She's going to be buried midfield or worse on the inside because she just doesn't jump at all. And I just thought, yeah, I mean, it's got to be a concern in the gate, but I'm not convinced it's the, it's the A-grade form either. I think the market's looking for something different here, and I'm not sure it's, it's that. So, look, I, I think she's invincible. It's, it's hard to knock her, guys. Um, you know, I tried to knock her the first few starts, so and she kept winning. And then you, you watched her through the line the other day. I thought she was stronger than anything, including Tata La Vida and all those. I thought she was the best through the line. So I don't think a mile's going to hold her up. She needs a good ride, sure. She's going to, you know, do a little bit of work early and be exposed early. That's the that's the problem this time. But I, I think she's she's just been too dominant over these fillies to be hard to beat again. Uh, the one that I've expected sort of double figure odds is Unique Ambition. I just think she's the one we don't know how good she is. She just was absolutely bolting in the T rows and never got a crack at them. Uh, she loves Ramwick. She's going to love sixteen hundred. J Mac on Grand Final day. Blinkers on it. It's all systems go here, and she. I think if she got out the other day, I, I, she, I think she's storming home, and she, she's probably the flashing light here, and, and six five dollars. So, um, for me, I'm, I'm happy to be on her, but I've got to tip she's invincible. I think she's clearly the one to beat. I um, decided to take some of that twenty six dollars unique ambition before the T rose, and. Um and here we are, she's about $10 today. I'm going to go with her. Um, as we said, she just never got a crack at them at all there. So on suspicion that she will see out the distance, I don't have too many concerns about that. Now, with the match, the rematch here at Tis Invincible in Kamachi. Yeah, I think the last 75 metres or so, Tis Invincible was really strong through the line. However, that was a real um, tactical affair between Jason Collett and Zach Lloyd. Um, I think Jason was looking to come over on Kamachi and Zach sort of pounced through the middle on Tis Invincible and kept Collett three wide. So Kamachi was three wide, no cover on speed. And then when it got to that critical point at about the 200 metres when Tis Invincible was trying to push into the clear, Collett was holding his ground and kept the danger in the pocket. Well, Lloyd acted really quickly and darted back to the inside. Then the run opened up and she was way too good. Draws are different today, and Tiz Invincible's drawn the outside. So I just think Kamachi, chances are she'll get a more economical run into the race today, and she's crying out for the mile. So although I'm tipping Unique Ambition, I'm just taking the chance about her at bigger odds. In the other match, I'm going Kamachi to beat Tiz Invincible. And what you're saying, and Brad is saying as well, about the <clears throat> strength through the line, the, the figures back it up. If you look at the final sectionals, uh, Tis Invincible was the second quickest of the race. Only one horse was faster, and that was by four one-hundredths of a second, and that was French Endeavour. So mm. those horses that settled back, Tis Invincible's going better at last 200 metres than Tropical Squall, Summer Loving, Private Legacy, Tata La Vida, Autumn Ballet, Unique Ambition, who was held up, so you've got to forgive. But she, the eye um, says, hey, you're not stopping. The figures say you're not stopping either. The issue I have with her um, is that she's had the cover in mm. both of those lead-up runs. Now she's probably going to have to breeze yeah. outside the lead and go up 200 metres in distance. So it's not as simple as she's just going to win again. This is a different pain barrier at the mile, a different map. But 
Gee, it adds to the interest, her drawing out there. I mean, the connections would be disappointed with the draw, but now it really makes it a, a contest because I think had she drawn barrier four and could just park and get the soft suck run 1-1, one, one, I think she'd out-sprint sprint them and win again, tis invincible, but now it's just not as cut and dry. Are there any other scenarios we should be looking at in this race? I, I'm not really focused on, on Molly Nickers uh, as a winning chance uh, in this race. One maybe big roughy that could be worth looking at. Um, every time she's been to the race, she's thinking, oh, when this gets over a mile, she'll, be, she'll probably be a bet, but it's probably a bit too rich. But Hickman's filly here, Private Legacy, she was really good through the line in the T-Rose. She sort of was able to, to slice through the pack and showed us what she's got. Mm. Yeah, she might just lack the class, Brad, that, that horse. Um, mm. But uh, she is is sticking on okay, it would seem. Now, just instead of going to Brad, I'll, I'll ask you to cast your eyes, Darren, to your right. Look what's happening here. The, <coughs> the gates are open, punters, and they're off and racing here. Oh, yeah, one guy's really taken off there. He wants that front seat badly, doesn't he? He's got 15 <laughs> the, in front. Yeah, the gates are open here at Ramwick, and uh, I hope this bloke doesn't do a fetlock, uh, this next gentleman running down. <laughs> this here portly is. fellow. <laughs> it's, uh, Our speakers aren't on out. Yeah, run, no, they? I hope not. <laughs> Good morning, sir. Yeah, he yes. won't be liking the hard track today, Darren. <laughs> no. no, he's got a bad action. Yes, yeah. so the gates are open at Royal Ramwick, punters. So if you're on your way in, um, you can line up as soon as you get here and uh, gain entry to the course and enjoy a fabulous day of racing. So we've spoken about the three group ones. My cousin Tom's here in the van with us, so we better talk about Tom Kitten, Darren. Yes, yes. In race five, the Dulcify. I think it's he's odds on now, and I'll get Hurls to, to tell us about what's happened with him today in the market, but I think it's a simple equation, this race. He was back and wide last start at Rose Hill, which is death. Now he draws barrier four. He gets to Ramwick and he gets to the mile. I think he's only got to hold his form and not be flattened by that tough run he had last start, and he wins. Mm. Yeah, I can't oppose him, uh, Tom Kitten, and the way Nash is, uh, has been riding throughout the carnival as well. Um, yeah, Tom Kitten, clearly, clearly on top. I still think there might be a bit of upside with Friedman's uh, three-year-old Pushy, who's done nothing wrong. Um, three out of three so far. Just a shame it had to draw so poorly, but I think it's in there to be running a place here. Uh, one little roughie I've got here, Port Lockroy. Uh, the only one a maiden at Scone recently and then trialled really well here at Roundwick. Uh, was it two weeks later? I think it's a good roughie to include in Exotics and, and Kintyre as well. But, yeah, I think Tom Kitten just stands out here. How much money for him today, Hurls? He's now a dollar ninety-five again on my system. Is that the latest with Tab? Oh, most is a uh, pretty bad word there. Uh, heaps. Um, Tom Kitten's probably the most popular runner on the card. It's uh, now one ninety-five. It actually was one eighty-five uh, just a moment ago. We woke uh, we woke up. We opened up at one ninety-five. Got the two dollars back to one eighty. Now back to one ninety-five. So they might sneak you. Uh, even money, but uh, yeah, I, I think it just wins myself. What does uh, Brad Davidson say? Look, I think he's the best of the day, isn't he? I think you guys have made the case. Um, he just, well, he didn't, great, he didn't cop a great ride last night. I think it's fair to say um, they went back trying to find cover and then they weren't able to find it. So it's a double whammy. You lose the ground and, and you don't get the cover. So um, look, he can be closer. He's going to get the cover today and gets out and gets a clear crack at him and we saw what he did when he got it a mile last trip I think probably the danger was Tannhauser and it's come out so um, look I think Pushy I've got a 
a big opinion of this horse and I want him to run well because uh, I suggested to a few clients to sort of take the, the, the 50s about him in a uh, in a spring champion. So you want him to run well here. But I just think Tom's got the, the better line and, and uh, yeah, look, he, he clearly looks the... Looks the the one they've all got to beat. Um, I marked him sort of two dollars, so you know, he's getting to the right sort of price. And um, I thought Pushy was the danger. I'm, I'm against Cafe Millennium. I know he was uh, taking ground off Tom the other day, but he, he's just got a horrible habit this horse of missing the jump. And um, I, I just don't have any interest in those horses. They just get themselves into horrible spots, and you need too much to go right to to back them. So particularly at eight dollars, so I'll, I'll be taking him on and. Tom Kitten, the one to beat, and I thought Pushy was probably the only real danger. Interesting where Cafe Millennium blinkers go on today. Blake Shin um, having a coming up to ride today and on Cafe Millennium, but I'm against him as well, but probably for slightly different reasons. When I heard out that he heard before he had that wind problem and they had the surgery, I always worry <laughs> about them when they when they have to go over longer. He seemed to hit the line quite well at the end of 1400 metres, but yeah, I'm very doubtful of Cafe Millennium as well. It's, mm. it's all Tom. It's all Tom. You just got to get cousin Tom the good ticket for the grand final tomorrow. <laughs> oh, he's not don't, happy with me. Don't leave him out. <laughs> oh, he exactly. wants two. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's asking a lot of a man, but uh, we're excited to be out there regardless to cheer our Broncos home. So it's all about Tom, guys, uh, in the Dulcify. Another text here from Jim just on Cafe Millennium. Uh, Jim said, boys, I think it's Cafe Millennium's day to show us what he has. Trip suits, he's back to Randwick and ready to win. Keen to hear your thoughts. So there you go, Jim. You might be on your own there. Uh, the panel's sort of siding against you, but back yourself, mate. Uh, if you like him, make sure you have something on Cafe Millennium. Um, could Shin make any difference at the barriers, Brad, or is that just asking too much of even him? Yeah, I think it's asking too much of him, to be honest. He, he just he just flops out, doesn't he? Um, who knows? He's, he's such a good jockey, and he's in, he's in fine form, as we saw at the Valley last night, but... Yeah, I, look, I just I marked him I marked him twenty to one to be honest, um, because I'm just heavily penalising him for that um, for that thing, and I think he might over race with the shades on, and he just does too much wrong for mine to, to get to get interested in. But look, at the same time, he is that sort of horse that you wouldn't be shocked, would you? Because he's got all the ability in the world. But uh, for me, I I just think he's going to be last and a long last, and um, from there, it's just you just always always need too much to go right to win races. So. No, not for me. Guys, um, just a couple of texts. Um, how far does Kaboo win by? Sits 1-1 one, one and walks in. Airman has none uh, from that texter. Oh. That's in regards to the last. I think that's a bit harsh uh, to that sure. listener. No name on that one, but I, I certainly couldn't give Airman none, Darren. I'm I'm firmly in his corner today. Um, why, why are we giving Airman none? Race 10. None? Oh, well, our, our texter here. Our texter, no name on that text. Oh, but, of course. But someone's giving him none and thinks Kaboo just sits 1-1 one, one and walks in. Interesting uh, they're staying at 1,200 metres with Kaboo, but I guess they... This, this is the the race with his rating that they've they've got to uh, choose today. Well, it's just the the tick over run he needs to get on that Silver Eagle Golden Eagle pass. But you're right; mm. it's a massive negative him staying at 1,200 metres mm. because I'd really believe this is a at least a 1,400 metre horse, if not a miler. So I think now that he's got the freshness out of him at 12, mm, harder to win again. Boy, uh, he and Gaza Blanca really did dominate. They were the only yes. two chances all the way up the straight. Uh, here a fortnight ago, but yeah, like you, I've gone with Airman number eighteen at the more attractive price and the very light weight to to beat Kaboo. Uh, recommendation, Brad? Um, is it a winning chance here? I made it third oh, pick. 
Yeah, look, I thought he was terrific the other day. I think he's a real up-and-comer. I just don't like the way the race sets up for him today. 59 kilos, speed inside. I'm just not sure it's his race. Um, I still think he's a really nice horse, but I'm just not convinced um, today with that setup with the with the speed inside and the 59. So I'm with Airman as well, guys. I, I think he he just gets that lovely run midfield here off what looks a hot speed on paper. Um, and I'm... Yeah, I'm against Caboo. I, I was on him first up, made him the best of the day, and I know the other one uh, took him on for the lead, and he was left exposed. But I wasn't, I wasn't stoked with the win. I thought it was okay, and I think Gaz is probably a similar level to Airman. And I just the only little niggle I had with Airman was the last 50 metres first up. He wasn't strong through the line. He he could have done more late. I thought um, that was my only little niggle. But he gets to 1200 and. Uh, yeah, I've got him sort of marked there and I've made him the value of the day, but I'm, I'm 50-50 on him because that day, even on the Kenzo track, I mean, Headwall should have walked in that day and I was on Airman that day and it was one of those just, you know, very lucky to win sort of scenarios and I'm not sure Headwall's a star and, yeah, I don't know. We'll find out more about him today, but I think Caboo's got to be vulnerable. He stays at 1,200 and I don't even know if he'll lead today because he's got that really bad habit of missing the jump this horse and then hunting up and... I think if they're smart or much, much better, they know that and they just go, we're going to grab the lead, make you sit outside us, and that's much, much better, the best chance. So they've just got to seize the opportunity in the first hundred, find the lead. Just lost Brad there. We'll uh, make sure we re-establish his line. Text for you, Hurls, before we release our multi-legs. Hey, Hurls, I've got a very small share in Extreme Freedom in the midway. I'm taking on Brad in the ownership stakes, I believe. Has there been a push for the people's champ? A shout-out to my two sons who are trackside today, Junior Snackers. So your man, Hurls. Ah, uh, Junior Snackers. On the text, he wants to know about uh, Extreme Freedom, if there's been any money for it in the first. That's solid enough. It went up $11 Wednesday, $11 this morning, back to 10 and now back to $11. So um, it's, it's steady enough. So very good luck uh, to you there, Junior Snackers. I'll tell you, Whiskey Wisdom, gee, I missed the boat here. $21 Wednesday afternoon, and it just continued to firm up all week. I think I hit the cradle last night and had one more look at uh, at the market, and it was it might have been $11, maybe 10 It's now into six fifty. It's been very popular, Whiskey Wisdom. You only have to look at the form. Uh, you know, Riff Rocket and uh, Snowman, well, they ran 1-2 at Kembla, and then they've run 1-2 again. Uh, last uh, on Wednesday at Rose Hill, so the form around it's significant. Um, we're about to release the multi, guys. We'll go to the premiere at some stage this morning, punters. A number of texts about Lost and Running, uh, wanting to know our thoughts on him. Um, also, best wishes to Marco from Blacktown, who's got $15 just fine in the Metropolitan, locked in that Ooh. price pre nom So good luck to you, <laughs> oh, sir. Nice. Good luck to you, sir. Maybe just hedge on a couple uh, of others in the race uh, based on... Uh, your thoughts on the race, but uh, good luck there locking in that great price. Um, but now it is time for us to release the multi for another week. We'll, uh, it'll open in a few minutes, guys. But Darren Flindell, what is your leg for this week's multi? The Breeders' Plate, two-year-old. Um, straight charge, uh, the Waterhouse uh, bot horse, who was in the first trial of the morning. He was clearly headed. And when Bayless got into him, he'd lifted and he was pulling away and ran 48.46. No other heat got near that time. Uh, so I like the fact that he had the speed. When he was challenged, he showed the fight. Uh, Scampy was 
very, very impressive to the eye. But Scampi's evens and straight charges six, $6. So each way, can't miss. Shouldn't miss the top four there. Waterhouse and Bot really did dominate the two-year-old races last season. And the way their stock's been going so far, I think it's oh. rinse and repeat. That's Darren Fendell's leg. Um, what about Davo again this week, Hurls? Hey, meow, meow, another short leg. Tom Kitten, what's doing, Davo? Is he your leg? Well, I, I'll, I'll put this back on you, fellas, actually, because I said Tom, and then I went, no, actually, I'll go uh, I'll go a wider one. I'll go Mardu. But um, you guys obviously decided to lock in Tom because it's probably the safer option for you, Blake. So, look, uh, Don't blame me. To, I had nothing to do with it. I was happy to go uh, Mardu, but uh, Tom's probably a safer option, so we'll go Tom. Love it, Davo. Race five, number one for Brad Davidson. Um, Hurls, you probably can't throw stones. You're in a glass house. You were all over the shop this week trying to lock in. I was trying to help you, letting you know what the, the punters panel have done and you're trying to pick their horse. This morning <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. What have you, what have you, 16 cracks at Kamachi that was already taken. I know. Unbelievable. What have you landed on, great man? What have you finally settled on this week? Yeah, oh, well, yeah. I've gone with Hawaii Five O. I think think about it. We'll make an absolute mess of them. And oh. well, when I say make make a mess of them, it'll win comfortably. He won't have to savage the line too hard because uh, I think it'll be favourite for the Tab Everest uh, after today. But Hawaii Five O. Where did this come real... from? <laughs> Say again. I was just saying, you mentioned about four or five different horses during the week, and I don't <laughs> now he's a Y five O. We're going to go Kovalika this morning, and I thought, uh, looking at yeah. Anyway, I've gone Y five O. Uh, wow. Slept on it overnight and woke up, and uh, it was still in my head. Uh, yeah, I don't think it'll uh, beat. Think about it, not by a long way, but uh, yeah, Y five O. Think it'll run really well second up. Twelve hundred will suit. I uh, thought fourteen hundred be even better, but it'll run top four. So Y five O for yours truly. Uh, it's been one of those weeks for yours truly, hasn't it? Uh, anyway, you got there, brother. Well done. Well done. I'll bring us home, boys. Race 10, Airman. Number eight is my leg. And, Hurls, you'll let me know when it's open. Dicko will uh, uh, release that to the hounds shortly. Um, and I thought that didn't come out right. I didn't mean hounds. Um, but to our audience, and uh, you guys can get involved. And good luck if you're taking it this week. Uh, we hope that we can... Uh, get it up. Remind me, Darren, how did we go last week? Did we... Terrible. No good last week, Hurls? No, no good. No good, okay. Oh, what about my thing? I what think it went second last. Never looked, um, <coughs> never looked likely. Was it um, uh, started with Tazarel. T. Yeah. Tazarel. yeah. Tazarel, yeah. Oh, oh what, what went, happened with it? Yeah, what went wrong there, Brad? <laughs> oh. I haven't even, uh, yeah, I haven't even looked at it again because it's still <laughs> filthy. The only what thing went? is, if you're, the, if you're the only one that missed misses out, you feel worse. I'm, I'm not rubbing it in, Darren, but uh, yours didn't do it. Uh, didn't run a drum either, but um, yeah, what happened with it? What happened with it, Dover? What went wrong, Hills, is you tipped a back marker in a slowly yeah, run there rate. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Davo just ruthless though, with his... Well, where were you last week oh, to help him, Davo, in the group chat? Couldn't you have helped well, poor Hills out and mate, tell, you tell him... you can't help Hills these days. He's got that much confidence after getting a few home. He's he, he, last week he called himself an expert on the show. You can't help him now. You just got to let him go. That's that was the slip of the tongue, and you know it. <laughs> All right, um, it'll be open soon, Hurls. Run us through our legs for now. this week's yep. multi, buddy. To, yeah, go to racing uh, under today's <laughs> offers. Let's go again. 
Sports, today's offers uh, on the TAB website and racing, racing offers on the TAB app. Uh, it will go very quickly. So $5.50, maximum bet of $50 today. Get involved if you wish. All right, beautiful. And our legs, there they are um, for this week's multi. Good luck if you're taking it. At 10.46 on Sky Sports Radio, it is time now for our early crows for another week. On Racing HQ. Hey, it's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. Don't worry, because it's never too early. The early crow. <laughs> yep, time for our early crows. We have our uh, forecast for the day's racing. Try and come up with a bold prediction or thoughts for the week. Let's uh, have, a, have a look at what happened last week, though. Firstly... Darren Flindell suggested that Waterford might struggle to win last week. And Darren, he, he ran very well, but it was ugly from that wide draw, wasn't mm. it? Yes, another victim of Rose Hill, backmarker. <laughs> Ding for Darren. Brad Davidson. Um, what was your early crow last week? I think you were all so successful. I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, lobby up here for the double tick because I said Celestial Legend. Will be the old flashing light run, and you just want to be on him next time. That was that. And then I said, How good are you uh, winning three cool lanes? Well, there you go. Your wish has been granted by our man Nick in studio, giving you two dings there. So, Davidson successful last week. Y- you were close, Hurls. You were very close last week. You were a yeah, half, quite, half close a tick. Close, but no cigar. Close, but no cigar. Across from me. I said that both favourites would win the highway and the midway. Uh, favourite one, the midway, or was it vice versa? But anyway, um, yeah. Well, yeah, got it I wrong. know it was. Huh. I know it was the midway winner because my early crow, Cockadoodle Peace Officer, were dancing all night. Oh yes, up he goes. Three wide, no cover, no worries for our early crow last week. There they were, guys. So. And the hells let us down, Darren. It was nearly a clean sheet. I've got mixed uh, feelings over that peace officer. I remember saying I really, really like this horse. I think he can win today, but I just don't want to take 250. Mm. And I was thinking, how can I make an urn out of this? And then I had that light bulb moment. Yes, I've got it. Oh, not an exotic. I like Ben the Knee. I think he'll definitely run a place, and he was $15. So I thought, I'll try one of these duets. I've never bothered with them. In Hong Kong, it's huge, the Quinella Place up there. And I checked the pool from race one, and there was 3,000. So I thought, all right, that's, that's a nice little pool. It won't do too much, too much damage to it. So um, Peace Officer wins. Ben the Knee gets up to run third. So I'm checking the dividends. Three, seven, three dollars. What? Three dollars? Oh, no, You're kidding me! And I used a bonus bet as well for that. <laughs> so the duets. So I get a hundred. No good. The duets. Uh, no, but I've realised since, and uh, this is probably a new wave of um, of betting these days. The the same race multi. The way to go. Uh, yes, yes. You can start picking and choosing to run top three, top four, etc., and play around with the prices a little bit like you do when you're betting on the rugby league and the same game multi. That's that's the way they're locking at fixed odds or a price that you're happy with. I love it, Darren. Well played. Uh, well, at least you got an earn out of it anyway. Winge yes. and win, Darren. Winge and win. Winge and win. All right, early crows this week. Andrew Hurley, what are you doing? Tis invincible lay of the day. Wow. Okay. Tis invincible lay of the day for Andrew Hurley in race six, the flight stakes. What about for you, Brad Davidson? Yeah, well, it's good to see Mr Hurley's uh, learned from last week because, he, gee, he makes it hard for himself trying to 
find two winners. He's given himself about a ten to one chance of getting the actual getting the thing right. So it's good that he's on one horse this week. He's, he's at least he's on. At least he's on task, Davo. Not getting too far ahead of himself into the future. That's true, but I would have given him a tick for last week because he got one out of two, and the other one, the other one should have won if it didn't get too far back. It was Jockey Era, so I would. Yeah, have given no, him a tick for last they week. don't play. They don't pay on shooters, so. Yeah, you can't control what happens in a race. But, uh, look, mine this week is I think Marzu's going to get his Tab Everest uh, uh, campaign back on track. And whether he beats, think about it, I'm not sure. But I think he's the massive improver out of that first up run. A lot were potting him and saying he's gone and he hasn't come up. But he just got back and it wasn't his race. 33-3 home. He was fine. Now today, good draw. You'll see massive improvement today. And I think... He'll get himself back in the picture somewhere. I'm not going to say he's going to win it, but I'm going to say he's going to get his, uh, his Everest campaign back in, in the picture with a really encouraging and a much, much better run today. All right, Marzu to kick and uh, put his name back in lights for an Everest. He's already there. He's got a slot. Tommy Berry will stick with him uh, in the lead-up to the Everest. Darren Flindell, he's been feverishly, <laughs> feverishly yeah. uh, coming up with his early crow. Do you leave your early crow late in the piece, don't you? You just like to get off. <laughs> very late. Um, I don't want to um, label any particular favourite I want to take on. Um, I do like a couple of roughies today, but I don't think they can win. But I think Port Lockroy and um, Kabosh are good roughies for Maltese. What I'll say, my crow will be in a head-to-head battle of Tis Invincible and Kamochi. Kamochi to win that head-to-head battle. Okay, mm-hmm. Kamochi to... I like that, Darren. Okay, because Tis Invincible's had the wood on her all series, but mm. you're saying Kamochi to beat Tis Invincible home head-to-head. in the flight stakes. Okay, good yeah, one. I'm I'll... hoping Unique Ambition beats the pair of them. <laughs> yes, because you're on. you got the 20s punters. Just a little bit. My crow this week is... Kaboo to have a boo-boo and be beaten, but not to drop off him. Um, but I'm saying Kaboo to be beaten in the last today. I do think he's a good horse, but I do think staying at the 1,200 metres is a negative. So Kaboo, a boo-boo, uh, airman, my tip in that race, I think, can get the cash. So there's, there's our early crows this week. Um, Hurls says, Tis Invincible's the lay of the day. Davo says, Marzu to put himself into Everest calculation with a good performance. Um, he's slightly off task there again. He's getting two weeks ahead, Darren, but we'll allow it. Uh, you're saying Kamachi to beat Tiz Invincible home head-to-head, and I'm saying Kaboo to go under as favourite in the last. Those are our early crows for another week. To round out the show, guys, um, talking of Everest and Marzu, he's in the premiere, and it is race number seven on the program today at Randwick, and we see the return of Think About It, He's two dollars, is he not, Andrew Hurley? He is two ten this morning. Uh, two dollars now back to two ten. Now back to two dollars. So very, very solid in the market. And I, uh, he's just got a glint in his eye when he talks about this horse, Joe Pride. So um, yeah, I think he'll be winning today. Possibly Everest favourite. Come, uh, come. What's uh, what time's that race? Come half past three today. Mm, he's a good horse. Is he not Everest favourite now? Who is favourite for the Everest? I think he's joint favourite. Let's go off topic slightly. Mm. Well, I know oh, it's, it's not one of these stories, is it? No. no. <laughs> 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 I popped to the bathroom. Yeah. Well, well, they're close today, Darren. Uh, no, he would possibly be shorter. I know money's not everything, surely. And you know, if you own a horse like Imperatrice, surely it's got to come oh. That was just scintillating last night. What about the figures, Davo? You might not have yeah. seen them yet. It was something like six lengths above benchmark with the overall time. 
Unbelievable. She's gone to a whole new level, this preparation, which is scary because you know, she's broken the track record first up was at Nature Strips and then that rating she produced was about a link off Nature Strips' absolute best and nothing else has come near that in, in Australia for a while. Um, maybe Cossack Legend when he won the Everest wasn't far off, but nothing, no think about it. N- none of them have gone near that yet. Um, he might today or, or in the Everest, but she produced that figure and I'm looking forward to seeing what number she produced last night because, again, she's broken that track record and did a tough state at the 1,000, had to be exposed four wide, didn't get a card into the race and that last 200 metres is... Uh, you know, people will say, oh, she only beat Aspora, but Aspora was off and gone and here she is around the valley and, gee, I think if they... They've got to try to get it there, don't they? They've just got to... Mm. The spot holders have got to be throwing uh, deals and giving away heavy, heavy percentage because... Um, the race would be great with her in it. I think she'd be... Oh, gee, she's got to be the horse to beat at the moment before what happens today. It's all the negotiations that go on behind the scenes, what uh, percentage goes uh, yeah. either way, how they cut up the trophy, uh, for instance. It gets very, very complex, doesn't it? But now we've lost a giga kick. We really need her. Um, that, that would make it one fantastic race. So, well, so well, for... Four slots there too. Want to win a race too? Like you know, win an Everest. I mean, it's pretty big. Uh, yeah, pretty big tick. I just yeah, I don't understand it personally. But anyway, what's yeah. this place? I, I think their but their attitude from the start has been with Imperatrice that the, the Everest was not their target. They mm. wanted other races, so it's probably a situation. You make me an offer I can't refuse if you mm. want my horse. She's that good. They just might. Mm. Yes, uh, it's getting to that level now, isn't it? Yeah. Double confirm what she did last night. Mm, she's a freak. Um, guys, we're nearly out of time, but just on this premiere, how does he return here, Brad? Think about it. I think he returns really well. Um, you know, I've been a little bit against him throughout his career just simply because he hadn't been running the numbers, but he did start running the numbers towards the end of last preparation, and, and he just keeps on getting better, doesn't he? And you know, his trials, I think, suggest he's come back even better. Look, it's just whether you want to take the money when you know grand finals two weeks down the track when uh, he's going to have that little bit. But saying all that, you're only two weeks away. It's not four or six weeks away. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's going to be 90, 95% here. Um, I think if he, if he gets a clear crack, he's awfully hard to beat. But um, I've had something small on, on Marzu at the, at the double figures because I just think he's a consistent performer that, that's at this level. Um, you know, I can't, I can't back Hawaii 5.0. I couldn't back up. Um, uh, alcohol free. I think she's been trialling average, you know, poorly, um, in my opinion. And I think Hawaii Five O's been overrated to date. Uh, I think Marzu's a better horse um, than those than those horses, and he's he's much better odds. So I think it's either you take the short think about it, or you you back Marzu. I think they're the two options in the race. Yeah, I'm all about uh, think about it there. I couldn't oppose him here today. I've loved the way he's working, absolutely flying at the trials. Now the remarks come out, they put the news through with Marzu. They're going to ride uh, forward. But I wonder how much speed will be here. Oh, this Kote, oh, isn't he becoming a head wreck? <laughs> do, they, do, they just, do they just lead today on Kote, just let him run? <laughs> how do, they can't control him. It's it's they can't they've tried trying, to teach him. It's just nothing's working. No, he won't settle. That, he, he wants to run. Yeah, that that first up run was putrid. 
<laughs> it was. He, what, what, he was third on the leader's oh. back, and then he's ended up on the outside fence running last. Is he eligible for a midway anymore? <laughs> 84. Yeah, yeah, he's struggling. Carry a big weight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've got to give up on him. But if anyone, Jason might be able to get him to switch off. He's, but, I mean, he rode him in a lot of those trials, and he's, his arms were nearly pulled out of the sockets. So... He is, as you said, Darren, a, a bit of a puzzle, that horse. But, yep, I think the class shines through. Think about it, gets the money. Marzu will go well. But uh, I think he might be different gravy, this horse. I mean, he did mm. it all in one preparation last time yeah. in, and um, I think he's just a, a real star. That is behind the gates for another week. Before we let you go, Brad Davidson, <clears throat> what's your best? Best is Tom Kitten, and um, probably the, the, the safest bit anywhere is that Darren will never have a duet anymore. I think that's fair to say. It's probably the great early crow as well. <laughs> Yes, it'll be same race multis from here. <laughs> Good on you, Hurls. Thanks for uh, thanks for your efforts on the show. Yeah, no, nah, no worries. Now next week uh, I'm actually on holidays, so I've got oh. Anthony Manton covering uh, for you next week. So uh, yeah, man, I'll step into the chair next week. Oh, a bit of a step down. No, no, nothing's personal to Manto, but gee, the the great man departing. That'll be tough, uh, Hurls, without you. Yeah, management just think I need a bit of a break, so um, yeah, they've just told me to take a week <laughs> off. So I'll probably be uh, drinking a Bloody Mary in Vanuatu, and I'll tune in still. Good man, buddy. Have a great trip, and uh, have a great Saturday. Good on you. You too. It's a long way to go to enjoy a Bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go the local hills. Oh uh, well, we'll freshen him up, and he'll be back for the back end of spring. Good calling today, Darren. Cheers. Yeah, my best is straight charge there. Just one that you can back. Uh, Good price, six dollars. The, the two-year-old each way to run along. Um, gee, it ran some time in that trial. Significantly uh, quicker than the rest. It was a funny sort of morning. The times were progressively getting slower. Um, some some of the heats that didn't even break fifty, and they looked to be getting along all right. Mm. Uh, and it was a track was bone dry that morning as well. Good luck tonight, everyone. If you're betting on Ramwick, picture perfect day out here. What a time to be alive! It's spring racing.